Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today we begin our final week of the Advent season. So far this Advent, we have examined our need for God's faithfulness, God's presence, God's love, and God's kingship. But in order for these to be good news for sinners, all of that had to be proven in the birth of the Son of God. But there is one problem that still remains. We actually hinted at it in the last episode. In order for God and sinners to fully dwell together like he promised, God has to do something about our sin. And this dichotomy between God and mankind is where we will start this week. The main question for this week is, what will God do with our sin? And to set the problem up, today we're just going to look at the distinction between God and mankind. So to do that, let me read a passage from Exodus 33, verses 18 through 23. This is Moses speaking to God here, and it begins this way. Moses said, please show me your glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face. For man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been a bit out of your element? There's been a couple times where I've gone to an event or something where I was way outside where I belong. One time I was in New York with a friend and we got to go to this real fancy fundraiser event that I had no business being invited to. There was another event that my wife and I got to go to simply because of what felt like a random connection and the place was far higher scale than either of us belonged in. And the crazy thing about those moments is that you can tell pretty quickly that you are outside where you belong. You feel it. And in some cases, people tell you or they make you feel it. Well, in Exodus 33, Moses finds himself in a situation that is out of his element. In the story of Exodus 33, God's people have just sinned with the golden calf incident, and God tells them then that he cannot be with them anymore. But Moses intercedes on the people's behalf, and God says that he will remain with them. Moses then immediately asks, please show me your glory. Which honestly, after just making it the moment before with this grievous sin and God almost wiping the people out, this feels like a bold request. But Moses wants to know God in a deeper way, wants to know him more intimately and see his glory in greater ways. Because Exodus has already showed us that Moses has experienced the unique presence of God in multiple different ways, but Moses wants more. Which, as a side note, 
That is a great request, I think. Moses wants more of God. He wants a deeper knowledge. That is part of the reason why we're doing this podcast. We want to know and experience more of who God is. That's what Moses is asking for. And God says yes. Well, kind of. He does say yes, but there's a problem. Moses doesn't realize that he is asking for something beyond what he can experience. God tells him in verse 20, You cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And that is a problem. Moses will be out of his element, God says. He can't actually know God in a more intimate way. He can't see more of his goodness and glory. Moses is finding himself then in a predicament. And that is also a problem for us then. Think about it. If you want to know God, want to grow in your desire for him, that doesn't matter much if it's impossible. So we need to ask ourselves, why is this a problem for Moses to experience the fullness of God? For the sake of time, here's the quick way, I think, to explain it. The distinction lies in the holiness of God. The word holy means set apart. It is what makes God so special. He is set apart from his creation. Holy things are set apart for the divine or godly purposes. God being holy is what makes him unique among creation. Moses, on the other hand, is unholy. And that doesn't mean that he is just as wicked as it may sound. If holy is special and set apart, unholy merely means common. It's something of this world that is not uniquely connected to God as a set-apart person or object. And the lack of Moses' holiness is a problem because God's presence is so holy and glorious that in Moses' sin, he cannot experience the fullness of God's holiness or else he would die. Because of Moses' sin, which causes him to be unholy and of the world, and because of God's holiness, his set-apart nature of glory and righteousness and perfection, there is a gap that has to be bridged. Now, there's a lot more to unpack and explain there, but for the sake of time, let me give you an illustration that might help drive that in. I want you to consider the sun, the S-U-N, the big star above us. The sun is what gives the earth life. It gives us heat and energy, and the mere existence allows life to be possible on earth. It is set apart from the earth in what it is, but it gives life to the earth by its existence and nature. So overall, the sun is a great and beautiful thing. You couldn't live without it. Our world couldn't function without it. And yet, the sun is also wildly dangerous. If you were to stare into the heart of the sun for too long, you would get blinded. Your eyes couldn't handle it. If you stay out in the sun for too long, it will burn your skin. If you were to travel to space and get too close to the sun unprotected, you would burn alive. The sun is beautifully useful and magnificent and wildly dangerous. This is what God is like. 
a holy God and an unholy people cannot mix. Like a human to the sun, if Moses were to get too close to God, his raw energy and existence would not be good for Moses. But similar to the sun, we also can't exist apart from God and his giving us life. So, what do we do? How does a holy God meet and dwell with an unholy people? That's like asking how humans could dwell and live on the sun. How will God deal with our sin so that we may become holy and be with him? That's what we're going to be looking at the next couple episodes. But for today, I'd encourage you to spend some time meditating on the reality of this dilemma. To help grasp it, it might be helpful to consider the correlation in our relationship to the Son with our relationship to God. And as you dwell on that for a while, then consider what would have to happen for an unholy people to be in a deep, real relationship with a holy God. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.